Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert, Dio Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know, man. What are we talking about today? On today's episode, we bring you our preview of round 15. This will be a shorter episode than usual because for the first time we will have two episodes coming out on the same day. Besides this preview that you have available for you at the start of this uh, first day of the EuroLeague round 15, the first hand of this doubleheader week. We will have also our leans and peaks coming later today, so make sure to tune in for that. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Ethos EuroLeague. Also, make sure to check the Sports Ethos YouTube channel where we are posting our new content. That content will also be available for you on Twitter and also on our Instagram, where you can follow us also at Ethos EuroLeague. Let's start with round 15 and with the game between Red Star and Real Madrid. Red Star comes into this uh, round in 14th place with 5 wins and 9 losses, while Real Madrid is first with 13 wins and 1 loss. Dio, my question to you is, is home court enough for Red Star to beat Real Madrid? Well, man, I mean, it could be. Like, uh, I think it's going to be a, a very competitive game. Obviously, I believe Real Madrid are the favorites, and I think they are the better team. But you can never count a Red Star out if they're playing at home. We know how good they shoot the ball at home. We know how much of a an intense and aggressive team they are with that environment around them. So I, I think they have a chance. Now, would I pick them to win? No, just because I, I think Real Madrid, as far as talent, I just think they are so much better. So I, I believe Real Madrid is the favorite, and I think they should win the game. But again, you can never count Red Star out if they're playing at home. I think Focas Gidraiti is going to be a, a very important guy because not only uh, is he usually super hot from three playing at home and, and they look like Clay Thompson like we've talked about this before, uh, but I think it's going to be very important guarding the, the wings for Real Madrid like Musa, Mario Zonia, Gabriel Deck. So uh, I really think that guy is going to be like a, an X-factor in, in this matchup. And then Red Star just has to take care of, of the boards. They usually do a good job, but we know Real Madrid has more size than the usual teams in, in the EuroLeague. So uh, I think the rebounding battle is going to be a, a big challenge for Red Star. Uh, but if they are able to compete in that regard, I, I think they have a good chance to stay competitive and, and maybe pull off this subset. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a very exciting game. Uh, I believe it's going to have a great environment like usually they have at home, but especially against a team like Real Madrid. Uh, I'm sure those fans are going to pull up and, and be at full strength. So uh, I'm expecting a very good basketball game and I'm definitely not going to say. The second game of this round 15 will put face-to-face Alba that is in last place in the standings with 2 wins and 12 losses against Barcelona that ranks second with 10 wins, 4 losses and comes into this round 15 after a loss and with the will to bounce back. After the loss that they had on the previous round, what do you think that we can expect from Barcelona for this game and how can Alba contradict the favoritism of the Spanish team? We can definitely expect Barcelona to try to bounce back. I mean, every time you're one of the contenders and you lose a game that you shouldn't lose, uh, it's like your job to to bounce back and and to really show that the loss was nothing but a fluke and that you're going to get 
right, on the right track ASAP. So uh, I definitely think Barcelona will try to do that here against Alba. They are clearly the favorites. They are clearly the more talented team and the better team. So uh, I expect them from start to finish in this matchup to, to show that they are the better team on both sides of the floor to, to show their consistency, uh, their three-point shooting. I just think they're going to they're gonna want to dominate this matchup to, to prove that they shouldn't have lost that game against Milan. Uh, I think the, the size here on this matchup is going to be a, a big advantage for Barcelona, obviously, especially for Liliana Gomez in, in the paint. Uh, I just think the experience here, like guys like Sadoransky, La Porvitula, Barcelona is a very experienced team, and I think that's clearly a, a big advantage against a young team and a very inexperienced team like Alba. I'm very curious to see, uh, and we talk about this in this matchup, in these type of matchups, uh, how can the young guys uh, play and, and perform against these top teams, guys like Procida and Spaniolo. So I'm very excited about what we can see from them. Uh, but I just don't think Alba um, has enough to, to beat Barcelona. Uh, the best way for them to do it is what they usually do, is try to play fast, try to, to score a lot, even try to outscore Barcelona. But it's not going to be an easy thing to do because... Barcelona has so many pieces, and they are so good on both sides of, of the court that I just think that they're going to win this game comfortably and try to get back on the right track so that they don't fall out of the stand. Next, we have the game that will put face-to-face Maccabi and Basconia. Maccabi comes into this round after a win and ranking in 8th place with 8 wins and 6 losses. Basconi is 6th also with 8 wins and 6 losses after losing on the previous round against Virtus. This is a game where I expect to see high level energy and high intensity. What are the advantages of each team? Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, I definitely think it's got to be high energy, high intensity, high pace. These are two teams that can score with the best of them. So uh, I definitely agree with you on that. In my opinion, the advantages for Maccabi is just the size and the, the weight that they have inside, yeah. the physicality, I just think they are a much more physical team than Basconia is. And the the leadership, as far as like the backcourt guys, uh, being able to to be, uh, especially Lorenzo, to be a floor general and, and wait to help him with the playmaking duties. I just think as far as the backcourt, they are much more poised to, to win this type of game. Um, I do think, I, I just think that Basconia, as far as the style that they play, they, they have a chance to, to get hot and to outscore other teams. But we know that defensively, they are not always the most consistent team. So I definitely think that's the key here because I believe Maccabi is pretty consistent on both sides of the floor. And, and I just think they have a, a serious physicality advantage over Basconia. Uh, we know Basconia has the energy with guys like Moneke and Sarajewski. But uh, I just don't know if they can match the physicality aspect of Maccabi with all of those bigs. You have Rivero, you have Webb, you have Mebo, and Sorokin, like they just have a lot. And a guy like Ponzi Colson who can play multiple positions and obviously we know how physical he is as well. So uh, I definitely think uh, this is going to be a, an exciting game. I think uh, a great matchup here is going to be the backcourt guys because you have Lorenzo and Wade Baldwin on one end and on the other end you have Marcus Howard and you have Cody Miller McIntyre who He's not a scorer like the other three, but he, he can play defense on either Lorenzo or Wade. And, and I, I really think he can facilitate in, in a matchup like this for a guy like Marcus to, to step up and, and to be that elite scorer that we know he is. So I definitely think this game is going to be very exciting with a, a high base, high scoring. And 
I think Maccabi has the advantage here. I just think they are the more talented team, but we know we can't count out Basconia. So I, I definitely think it's going to be a very, a very good game. The next two teams taking the court are two teams that are known for the discipline brand of basketball, the high-level brand of basketball that they play. And I remember last season we having talks about Olympiacos being the team that played the best basketball in Europe and the best basketball in the EuroLeague. And this season Virtus certainly has a word to say on that front. The team coached by Coach Banki certainly is a high-level opponent for any uh, team that plays on the, the EuroLeague. They currently rank in third place with 10 wins and 4 losses while Olympiacos ranks in 10th place with uh, 7 wins and 7 losses. If you had to pick one, would you go with Virtus Movement or Olympiacos Defense? Well, man, you know what? I I'm going to flip the switch here. And instead of going Virtus Movement or Olympiacos Defense, I'm going to go Virtus Defense or Olympiacos Offense. And I got to side with Virtus Defense because we know how hard it has been for Olympiacos to find solutions offensively. And I just think Virtus is consistent enough defensively to, to hold on and to secure a win here at home. Uh, obviously, we know Olympiacos is great defensively, but it has really been a struggle for them to, to play good basketball offensively and to score at a high rate. And we know that's what Virtus does with all their ball movement, the, the three-point shooting ability that they have, and the system that they have in place with a guy like Doku Shengelia setting everybody up. So I definitely think Virtus playing at home. They're coming off of a great win versus Basconia on the road. So I definitely think they have the momentum now to, to win a game like this uh, against Olympiacos. So uh, I'm going to side with Virtu, man. I, I just think they have the right pieces to to stay uh, elite offensively in, in this matchup. I, I think they can shoot the three at a very high rate, which maybe can open up the floor uh, for Shengelia or in, in other guys to play inside. And, and I really don't think Olympiacos has the offensive firepower to, to hang on with Virtus. So uh, I'm going to go with Virtus movement, uh, answering to your question, but uh, I think it's a better way to judge it the other way around because if you just go by Virtus movement and Olympiacos defense, I think they are neck and neck. Like They're both at the top, uh, but if you talk about Olympiacos offense and Virtus defense, it's not that uh, balanced. Uh, I just think Olympiacos offense struggles a lot more So uh, I think Virtus has the advantage here in the matchup. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be a very exciting game. Elite offense versus elite defense, but let's see who wins. Valencia surprised us in the last round going to Olympiacos home court and beating the Greek team on a low-scoring game. This time around, they will be playing at home, in Nahalo's home court in Valencia, and they will be facing an offensive powerhouse in Partizan. These teams both are tied with 8 wins and 6 losses. Valencia currently ranks in 7th place, while Partizan is 4th. We know, as I just mentioned, that Partizan is an offensive powerhouse. Are they scoring more than 80 points against Valencia? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to score 80, because Valencia is that good defensively, and we know that. But I definitely think Partizan is the better team, and I definitely think Partizan has a high chance of coming out of Valencia with a win. I just think that the way they've been playing, obviously with Caboclo now helping that front court, they are a very physical team. They they play consistent defense, and they have been so good offensively. Uh, so I just think they have enough balance and enough firepower 
to, to beat a great defensive team like Valencia. But Valencia is not going to make it easy for them, obviously. We know how they've been playing this season, surprising a lot of teams with, with their ability to, to be physical, to fight on the boards, and just play great defense. And they're, they're not going to change now. So obviously they're going to stick with the blueprint that they've been running for the whole season. They're going to try to make it tough on Partizan as much as they can. I definitely don't think it's going to be layup lines for Partizan like it was against Alviris. So it's going to be much more of a challenge as far as the defense they're going to face. Uh, but I think they are prepared for it. I think they have a lot of firepower. They have a lot of guys who can create shots. Bunter, PJ Dozier. So I definitely think Partizan has the advantage here. And, and I'm siding with them to, to continue their great momentum that they've been on uh, as of late. And, and I definitely think Partizan is the better team. And I think they're going to win this game. The next game we have on the docket places face-to-face Fenerbahce that ranks 11 in the standings with 7 wins and 7 losses and Jalgiris that is currently 16 with 5 wins and 9 losses and comes into this round 15 with 3 losses on the five on the previous 3 uh, rounds while Fenerbahce comes into this win after a good win, a good home win against Monaco on the previous round. What are your thoughts about the Jalgiris players setting up for their coach as it was reported on the previous week and about Sarunis Yasikevic's fit with Fenerbahce and with Jalgiris comes down to firepower as we know it and with Fenerbahce it comes down to consistency what will we see from each team on this game? I love it man uh, I love the, that the players stood up for the coach last season uh, at the start uh, I was kind of iffy uh, about coach Matsvidis uh, but then he he started growing on me like the the rotations he used and the, the lineups he used going to those small ball lineups a lot, which he kept doing this year at time. Uh, I'm a fan of it. And I think he did a great job last season with Zalgiris. And this season, I mean, I just don't think they have enough talent. I don't think it's a coach, coaching issue. So I, I love that they stood up for their coach because that's what a team is. So I definitely love that part. About Sarunas with Fenerbahce, I mean, it started off great. We'll see. Uh, what happened now in, in the second game and obviously going forward. Uh, I think Sarunas is a coach that I think he did a, a good job with Barcelona as far as like the style of play. Uh, it just didn't add up to, to trophies at the end when it comes to EuroLeague. But uh, I definitely think he has a, a very good roster here with Fairbache, uh, a roster that was struggling a lot before. So hopefully he can get that team to, to be consistent, especially on the defensive end because at times they... They struggled a little bit too much for the roster that they have, and they have good defensive pieces too. And offensively, I think they have a lot of talent. So I definitely think Sarunic has a chance here to to get Fenerbahce to be a contender again, uh, which as far as the roster, they've always been in the past two or three years. But it just hasn't had up to final four appearances, to titles. So hopefully Sarunic can can bring them back to, to being the true contender and to playing elite basketball because they have every piece in the book for that. Uh, but as far as this matchup specifically, I just, obviously, we, with Salgiris, we and we keep saying the same thing, other teams are just more talented, and the way for them to try to compete and to try to win games is to shoot a lot of threes and to try to do a good job playing defense to, to control the other team's fireball. And in this case here, obviously, with Fairbacha, the consistency, like you said, is very important. So... I just think Zagreus has to try to, to bother Fenerbahce as much as they can. They they got to 
try to force turnovers a lot because Fenerbahce has been a team that sometimes doesn't take care of the ball as much as they should. So that's some that's honestly something that Zalgiris should explore. Yeah, but I just think Fenerbahce has the better team. I mean, they are a lot more talented. They have a lot more size, and I think that's going to be their biggest advantage in this game. Uh, not only as far as the bigs, but obviously on the wings too with Deshaun Pierre and Nigel Hayes-Davis. I think they have every advantage in, in this matchup. So, especially playing at home, I expect Fenerbahce to, to win again uh, and to keep these wings and to form uh, a new win streak now with Sarunish as the coach. So, uh, I just don't see a way for Zagreb to, to win this match. Monaco and Paratinaikos are the next two teams taking the court in a high-level matchup, a matchup that we expect to be a must to in for. Monaco is currently fifth with eight wins and six losses, while Paratinaikos is nine with seven wins and seven losses. In this very intriguing matchup, what are the strengths and the weaknesses of each team? Well, definitely an intriguing matchup. I mean, I picked this for, for the matchup of the round here. Uh, I think as far as strengths and weaknesses for both these teams, I, I honestly think it's very similar. The bad courts for both of these teams are elite. Uh, I, obviously, you have Mike James, Kimball Walker, Jordan Lloyd, Elio Bobo on one side. You go to the other side and then you have Slukas, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Grant, uh, Like There's just so much talent on both of these teams' backcourts. And obviously, that's the biggest of their strengths is the talent on the backcourt. Um, and then weaknesses. I think it's the wings for both of these teams. So uh, I definitely think they are very similar as far as like the roster construction, like their strengths, their weaknesses, the, the things they do better. Like both of these teams have the talent to, to be good shooting teams, but we know they both struggle at times. So I definitely think this is a very similar matchup. I think it's very balanced. And I just think we're going to have a, an incredible basketball game. With, um, with Monaco playing at home, maybe they have a little bit of an advantage, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be a key factor here. I just think these two teams are so well balanced that it's really about who can be more consistent defensively. Uh, I think I'll trust uh, Monaco a bit more uh, because I do think they have the best player on the floor. And I think a guy like John Brown is going to be so important in a matchup like this. So it's a matchup against Mito Blue or Lasort. If Lasort plays the four with Balsaroski at the five, I just think that this game is really going to be very interesting to see. I think we're going to have a, a lot of different aspects to look at the the three-point shooting percentage, how each team is going to do. We know Monaco at times doesn't shoot enough, and other times they are just very inefficient. Uh, I want to see if Mike James is going to be trying to play more in the half court or, or if he's trying to push that pace because we know Panathinaic likes to play a little bit faster than Monaco and with more immediate actions. So I'm very curious to see this game. I definitely think it's going to be the best game of this round and it's definitely going to come down to the wire and you have a clutch Mike James on one side and you have a clutch Slugas on the other side. Like I definitely think it's going to be an elite matchup and I can't wait for that. As we are approaching the end of this round 15 preview, we have the game between 12th and 13th in the standings. Bayern Munich, that currently has six wins and eight losses, ranking 13 and having lost their previous two games, and FS, that has seven wins and seven losses and comes into this round 15 with one loss on the previous rounds. FS injuries have been piling up. Which of these two teams would you say have the strongest active roster at the moment? 
I mean, at, at the moment, uh, I got to say Bayern Munich. FH has so many injuries right now that it, it, and they still, they've been very competitive, even with all of these injuries. So credit to FH because of the way they've been playing, because of the way Shane Larkin has been leading this team. Uh, Darius Thompson stepping up too. Uh, the new guys in Dom and Oturu playing very good roles for this team as well. So FH has been playing great. It's just that as far as roster and what they have available, and especially now in Bayern Munich with Lusic coming back, I just think Bayern has a more complete roster here, and I expect them to be the better team in this matchup. I think the size is going to be a very key factor with Ibaka. I think he has a chance to, I'm not going to say dominate, but to have a really good game because Ty Jones is kind of undersized to be matched up with him, and Oturu is still not playing high, high minutes. So I think Ibaka has a chance to be a very important piece in this game. Obviously, with Lusic coming back, I think that's the the forward or the wing that Bayern's been missing, and that's going to allow them now to to play less three guard lineups. And I think defensively, it's going to be very important for them. So now I'm very curious to see Bayern working at full strength with Lucic coming back. And, and I think this is a game where they should take advantage of all the injuries that FS has and, and try to get this win to, to try to get themselves even closer to a playoff spot. And they, they should take advantage of this and playing at home too. Uh, I definitely think it's a game where Bayern can, can step up and, and get a win. We reach the last game of this round 15, the last preview of this round 15 with the game between Milano and Asphalt. Milan runs in 15 with 5 wins and 9 losses while Asphalt is 17 with 2 wins and 12 losses. Milano comes into this game from an impressive win on the last round. Will we see 2 in a row? Yeah, man, they're coming off a, a very impressive win uh, against Barcelona. I definitely think they have the ability to get uh, a second one here uh, against Asvel. I think Milano should try to explore uh, the Asvel's front court because I think Milano, obviously, they have a lot of options. Even without Mirotic now, I think they have a lot of options to try to, to punish uh, Asvel inside. And we know Asvel is not a good defensive team, so Milano can try to explore that, trying to get guys in foul trouble, trying to get to the line. I definitely think that's going to be an important factor here for Milano. Uh, I think Shields and TLC is going to be an amazing matchup. Both of these guys have been playing at a very high level. Obviously, Shields, with Miritich being out, he, he has to step up and has to be the, the leader for that team um, scoring-wise and you know, as far as creating shots. And TLC has been playing very good basketball for Oslo, consistently being one of the main scorers of the team. And, and playing good defense too. So I just think it's about whoever's the more consistent defensively uh, is going to win this game. And obviously Milano is better suited to do that than Oswell because they really struggle to defend. So I think Oswell's best chance is to take this game to, to a high scoring game and maybe they can have a chance. But if Milano is able to be consistent defensively and, and to get stops in key times, uh, I definitely think Milano is the favorite to lose. This takes us to the end of another European Hoops episode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter at Titus Euroleague, and make sure to tune in later today for our Leans and Peak special episode of this day one of round 15. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.